0: in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections, you are listening to The John Petro Show.
1: Well, right now at 106, good afternoon, folks. You are listening to The John DePetro Show. It's a.m. 1380, 99.9. You can always listen online at our website, DePetro.com. It is happy election day. It is 106 in the afternoon. Perfect weather. You're listening to the program on AM 1380 or 99.9 FM or at the website, DePetro.com. Now, I implore you to visit the website wherever you are right now. If you can log on, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. No eyes. And by the way, that's links to all of my Twitter feed, Facebook Social media, you can see we have exclusive election uh, day content. It's all right there, folks. Again, I mean, if there was ever a day, no excuses to not go out and vote. It is comfortable. You just heard the weather forecast, 55 degrees, perfect voting weather, and a sunny, dry day. Today and tomorrow, as a matter of fact, and Thursday. Uh, but anyhow, um, this portion of the program is watched by the Lodge and Maybe maybe went and voted. Did you go and vote? How about a nice lunch at Kay's or the Lodge? But stop into the Lodge, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. So we're trying to get a handle on exactly how turnout is. And it depends. Um, Depends on where you are. Certain parts of the state, turnout is heavy. Other parts of the state, Providence right now, low turnout. What does that mean? Well, that certainly does not favor it's tough to tell, but there's a lot of excitement in the congressional district, too. That is that uh, Cranston Mayor Alan Fung against General Treasurer Seth Magaziner for the Langevin seat. So Cranston, Warwick, North Kingstown, certainly going to have things pretty heavy there. Now, I am also seeing I want to just check the latest now. Um, it's pretty apparent precinct level data in Virginia. In county-level data in Florida, Democrats have a turnout problem today, one that's unlikely to be solved in the next six hours. That's Dave Wasserman. He's very, very much plugged in, Cook Political Point, um, the Cook Political Report. I also, um, let's see, big reason Republicans are favored to retake Congress, Democrats didn't start out a great place to begin with. If you're puzzled why Dems have significant erosion of walk down memory lane. Well, they are drowning in denial. There's a good story about that, folks. And we we see it locally. Um, I think there were actually some things left on the table. But, all right, let me check this. Uh, 538's House forecast. A little more bearish on GOP gains. They are now have the Mayor Alan Fung. They now have that race leaning Republican. Now, it may not seem like a lot, but it is a lot. It is absolutely a lot that they're now going that way. So there's some key people that, that I watch. And someone who I think is good is Steve Kanacki, Um who's on the Today Show. He's on NBC. He's on MSNBC. Folks, it's a huge night. I, I, it's so tough to judge where things are 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 with the the governor's race because we just we haven't had any type of polling numbers in a while let's go to though this is steve kranacki on uh, the today show this morning here we go
0: yeah, well, you we take a look here, uh, you know, again, the stakes, it, it couldn't be closer. 50-50, the Senate Republicans needing that net gain of one seat could be easier said than done when you look at the battleground and, as you're saying, some of those close polls. And this is the balance of power right now in the House, meaning the Republicans, they need to get to 218. That would be a gain they need of five seats. This is the closest in almost a century we've come into a midterm election. This is the closest to minority. Party's been to taking the majority coming into it. So the bar for Republicans to clear just to get control of the House historically is certainly low coming into tonight.
2: Well, we just heard from Holly. You know, Holly, a lot of these races are so close. Which Senate and House races in your opinion should we be keeping an eye on?
0: Yeah, so look at it this way here, some of the early poll closing times, look at the battle for the Senate here. 7 o'clock, the polls in Georgia close. 7.30, they close in Ohio and in North Carolina. And I think in all three of these states, we're going to get a lot a vote reported out pretty quickly. And as Ali was just saying, North Carolina, for instance, Ohio as well. These are two Republican held seats that Democrats are trying to flip. They're trying to make competitive. They haven't been getting the most encouraging poll numbers down the stretch in these states. So it would be a surprise if Democrats were able to flip one or both of these seats. But given that they close early and we get a lot of numbers, if Democrats are close, if they're overperforming, if they're on the verge of pulling off a surprise in one of these states, I think that could pretend not just good news for them in Ohio and or North Carolina but in other states as the night goes on and then of course Georgia as I say closes at 7 o'clock I do think we'll get a fair amount of that vote reported out pretty quickly in Georgia still could be a relatively late night but the wild card in Georgia is simply if neither finishes with 50% of the vote they go to a runoff potentially control of the Senate if it comes down to Georgia wouldn't be decided until December.
2: Well Steve your day is just getting started so we'll be tuning in.
1: Now folks that is I think that guy he's pretty good Hey, how about this? Where are you? Right now, it's 12 minutes past one. Good afternoon. You're listening to the John DiPietro Show. A single ticket has claimed the $2 billion jackpot in Powerball's biggest drawer ever. The ticket was sold. Joe's Service Center, Aldena, California, according to the California Library. Uh, lottery, excuse me. The winning numbers were 10, 33, 41, 47, 56, Powerball 10. So there was a problem with the Minnesota library. Uh, I keep saying library, lottery. The Minnesota lottery, a single ticket, that ticket is now worth $2 billion dollars. Despite there being no than um, on that, jackpot winners can either take the money, cash lump sum, or th- some or 30 annual payments over 29 years. So but one single ticket was sold. And the value of that is now one ticket, 2.04 billion jackpot. So it was sold. So it goes back down to zero. All right, I want to get to, um, folks, control the Senate. I mean, that is what's really at stake here. The control of the Senate is everything. And that's what's also very, very much in play. It is interesting to me how Nate Silver, 538, they're pretty reliable. And they're teamed with ABC They wanted to pay attention to the Rhode Island governor's race, but they just couldn't get any current polling numbers. So, but there are some, as as people know, there there have been some pretty high-profile races. Eyes will be on Arizona. Eyes will be on Pennsylvania. That's a big part of it. I think those I think the Arizona races, to me, they're the most interesting, simply because you have the mix of people that the real Arizona people vote Republican, mixed in now with a lot of transplants, especially from California who then vote blue. But Arizona is one of those places I'm certainly going to, and Nevada also, Nevada could flip. So, folks, it is Election Day now again. Well, let's um play some sound of some of the latest, uh, especially, you know, we. I think many people know the local races as far as Governor McKee on the ballot and uh, against Ashley Kalis. Ashley Kalis has come on strong. Has she come on enough to pull it? We don't know. We don't know. This portion of the program, though, at 115 on this election day, and it's it brought by J. Perry Paving. High quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, 20 years experience, specialized commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating, free estimate J. Perry Paving, 401 732 get your driveway paved, you only have about I'd say five more weeks because when it gets really cold they can't do it anymore, so whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway, affordable, smooth and safe to drive on, J. Perry Paving, call them for a free quote, 401-732-1730 and remember if you're a veteran, no one is better to veterans than J. Perry Paving. Call them. Veterans Day coming up this Friday, 401-732-1730. So, uh, Governor McKee, he is out there. Governor McKee is very, very active out on the campaign trail. And then, of course, everyone is watching that big CD2, the Congressional District 2 race. So let me hear um, Channel 12 just posted some sound about Election Day in Rhode Island. then I'm going to do a little more nationally. I think the, the, the states to watch nationally, New Hampshire, that Senate race, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Nevada, and Arizona. All right, let's hear. This is the Channel 12 piece. Of Massachusetts casting those ballots today and candidates casting their ballots all across the region. We start in Newport this morning where Republican gubernatorial candidate Ashley Kalis voted at the Newport Public Library.
3: And then we capture this. Governor McKee, Democrat looking to be elected for a full term for governor, casting his ballot in his hometown of Cumberland at the community school this morning. And Republican candidate for Congress, Alan Fung, looking to take over the seat, being vacated by the retiring Jim Langevin. He voted in Cranston at the Hope Highlands middle school
1: this morning. And also in Cranston, Democratic congressional candidate Seth Magaziner cast his ballot early back on October 31st at the Peter Pastore Youth Center. We have team coverage live this new time as election day is now well underway.
3: We'll go to Fall River in just a moment, but first Kate Walsh is joining us live in Cranston. Hi, Kate. Hi, Kate. Good afternoon. We're live
4: inside Hope Highlands Middle School here in Cranston. We're at a little bit of a lull right now. I expect right before the noon rush. But it's been a pretty steady flow of voters throughout the morning since polls opened at 7 a.m. And I just checked and just a few minutes ago there were 637 people who voted today here. So the pins that I have here, these belong to my late mother, Melissa Burroughs. She was on the Jamestown Board of Canvassers. These were her pins that we found in her jewelry box after she passed. My mother passed away from breakthrough COVID in February of this year. Whether it's for personal reasons or simply to help others fulfill their civic duties, poll workers in Cranston were busy with a steady flow of voters throughout Election Day morning. I had a clear idea who I wanted to vote for. Cranston voters feeling the weight of their vote this year as the second congressional district is getting national attention
5: i think it's really important i mean this race here is probably one of the more contentious races out there right now it's very tight that
4: race former cranston mayor republican alan fung and state treasurer democrat seth magaziner with the balance of power on the line in washington election officials across the country are monitoring safe and valid elections here's what secretary of state nelly grobea had to say about rhode island
6: Call us. Call us at the Secretary of State's office. The Attorney General's also has a voter protection hotline. Uh, but no, in Rhode Island, we're we're doing well. And you know, whatever else happens in the rest of the country, we've got things under control here.
1: No one believes that.
4: Now, if you haven't voted yet, but plan to today, make sure in Rhode Island you have a photo ID that's valid that you bring with you. That could be a driver's license or a state-issued photo ID to vote with. You can find out more resources on our website about that at WPRI.com. Live in Cranston, I'm Kate Walsh, 12 News.
1: You know what's interesting about that, folks, is, um, and again, good afternoon right now at 120 on this sunny election day. You're listening to the John DePietro show. Now, as someone that covers, right? I cover this um, daily, sometimes hourly. But that's the first I've heard make mention that the attorney general has some kind of voter, uh, whatever, fraud line. First, first I've heard of that. How come this is the first we're hearing of that? How come that hasn't been more heavily promoted? I mean, what? why is, oh, yeah, we have a fraud line, really? And when were you planning on telling the public about that? What a joke. I mean, what an absolute, what is that? All right, now let's go to, uh, this is the Channel 10 piece on local voting. Then I'm going to do some of the national ones. But, oh, yeah, Nelly Gorbea, the Attorney General's Office voter fraud line, is if anyone has, they've done, they couldn't promote that less. They couldn't promote that less. All right, let's hear. It. This is the NBC 10, their election story. Seven o'clock this morning. Yeah, we're following several closest,
0: closely contested races, very closely. We have <laughs> Team 10 coverage in both Rhode Island Easy
1: and Massachusetts. People
0: Mario to say. Liz is live outside the State House in Providence following the race for Rhode Island governor.
5: Morning, Liz.
3: Good morning. This race is one of the biggest talkers throughout the entire election season. Incumbent Governor Dan McKee facing off against Republican Ashley Kalis. They both were out at various polling sites across the state yesterday, making their final campaign push. Throughout the campaigns, we've seen some intense political ads. McKee, a lifelong Rhode Islander, calling Kalis out for moving to the state last year. Kalis telling voters McKee had his shot over the last eight years and that it's time for change. NBC10 asked both candidates if they feel they've done enough to get people to turn out in their favor at the polls.
5: Well, we've worked hard and certainly have
1: established a, um, a, a, a very good record for over the 20 months.
3: I believe that
7: I have. I believe that the voters are ready for change, somebody that isn't beholden to anyone. Dean McKee doesn't have a record to run on.
3: Both candidates will be voting this morning, and the one thing they do agree on is people heading out to the polls and making their voices heard.
1: Now, that is the NBC10 story regarding the election. Well, folks, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. On this election day, uh, I will be doing some uh, Facebook Live a little bit later. It's tough to tell exactly where things stand. I'm I'm looking at some of the numbers that are being posted, and it's it's a little... um, I it it's just I I I can't believe it 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 just is um it would I I just don't believe that the turnout in Providence I I I'm I'm already starting to question some of these turnout numbers um I don't I don't see how it would be possible as a matter of fact when there there's no there's no type there's no Providence Mayoral. Cicilline does not have, you know, to be honest, a competitive race. So, Rhode Island Secretary of State, let me just check some of the numbers so far that they're turning out. Let's see. Cumberland, 805 votes. Cumberland, mail ballots received by the Board of Elections, 1,030. So early voters 1,891 total turnout in Cumberland so far is 3,726 Warwick election day voters 1,455 mail ballots received Warwick almost 3,000 2,969 early voters. In Warwick, 5,163. Total turnout, 9,587. Hmm. Cranston, election day voters, 1,731. Mail ballots received, 2,419. Early voters, 4,323. Total turnout, 8,473 in Cranston. Providence, folks. I so more people are voting in Cranston and Warwick than in Providence. Does that make? Does that sound reasonable to anybody? I don't know. Sounds a little shaky to me. Providence: one thousand five hundred thirty-seven people have voted today. Mail ballots received. 3,382. Early voters, 2,952. Total turnout, Providence, 7,871. So, Warwick has almost 2,000 more votes than Providence. Cranston has 1,000 more votes than Providence. I mean, that, these numbers do not make sense to me. Um, And in, in a problem that I think that we have is, should anything go wrong, I mean, you're, you're not, as I had already explained, you, they, they do a lot of finger pointing. It wasn't me, it was them. They do hot potato, they pass the buck. It just, that's seemingly in the past how they have operated. Folks, good afternoon, though, on this election day at 126. This portion of the program is brought to you by It's My Health. Listen, when you go out to vote today, or maybe right now, you're on Menden Road, 1099, Mendon Road in Cumberland, stop it and see Marie in that historic white church at It's My Health, diagonally across from Davenport restaurant. You can call her 305-3585. It's my health. Help people take charge, responsibility of their own health, best products, local products, vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies who understand quality and integrity, local products, ice, honey, maple syrup, beef, fresh gum, and it's my health, to 1099 Mendon Road in Cumberland. You also have hemp and CBD products, natural skincare, hair care products. It's my health. Plus you get the tremendous service from the queen of health, Marie, and it's my health, 1099 Mendon Road in Cumberland. All right, let's go. I want to play some of the sound nationally of what's happening, because nationally, the Democrat Party is about to get just I mean, they're going to get a shellacking, as they say. Absolute shellacking and is I think is being polite and even describing it that way. So let's see. This is a GMA. Talking about Good Morning America, some of the tight races, and a big one is in the state of Nevada
7: voter turnout will make all the difference in these tight races. And vulnerable Democratic Governor Steve Sisolak is hoping to shore up some support with an early morning rally here at the Culinary Workers Union headquarters. The Culinary Union, Nevada's largest union, has a lot of power here. They wield a lot of power, and Latino members have been called the backbone. About half of the union's 60,000 members are Latinos, So these are the folks that candidates want to win over. Sisolak is who many voters I spoke with blame for how the state was hit hard by the pandemic. He's up against Republican sheriff Joe Lombardo, and Sisolak actually won the governor's race in 2018, beating Adam Laxalt. Adam Laxalt, of course, is the MAGA Republican who backed efforts to overturn 2020 election results here. He grew up in D.C. His grandfather, Paul Laxalt, was one of Ronald Reagan's closest friends. Adam Laxalt has put up a strong campaign against Democratic incumbent Senator Catherine Cortez Masto. This Senate race, now the most expensive Senate race in Nevada history, $176 million in ad spending, and it'll be a real test of the Harry Reid political machine. The late Democratic senator who handpicked Cortez Maso to be his his successor, but she doesn't have a big profile or much name recognition in Washington or here in Nevada. But Democrats are hoping that the issue of abortion helps and that the economy in this state hit hard by high unemployment, high rent and gas prices doesn't hurt them at the polls. And the Senate's first and only Latina is really leaning into her local roofs, hoping that she can secure that Latino vote and capitalize on Clark County here, which encompasses Vegas and has been a democratic stronghold so tj what happens in vegas will have far-reaching impacts
1: well that is absolutely true i think that nevada is gonna i think folks it's gonna <clears throat> i think that laxall is gonna win that senate seat which is gonna be huge remember you can always visit the website petro.com. you want to send me email right now it's 129 on this election day november 8th 2002 uh, let's see. Email. Mail ballots at Board of Elections increased by 570 ballots to 89% or 31,000 of 35,000 requested. Difference of 3,943, almost 4,000 remaining mail ballots may be reduced some before the close, polls close tonight. If not, this is the potential monkey business number to be concerned about. John Marion hedged his bets by claiming immediate results may not be available. Delayed mail Ballot receipts. And they, this person believes Dems need some time to fudge the final result. In the 2020 presidential election, Rhode Island had 170,000 mail ballots to digest. Well, you know, one of the problems, as I've mentioned, and I appreciate the email, is this business of people dropping off their mail ballots at the polls. I've never heard of that before. That defies logic why someone would have to do that. If you're at the polls, well, then you don't need a mail ballot because then you're voting in person. What they're doing is it certainly increases the chances that someone can both vote and drop off their mail ballot. So whoever the Republican candidates are, I would would go very easy before you start to concede. Helena folks chose not to do that. Helena folks should have done that. Because I don't think a lot of those McKee mail ballots would have shown up. Governor McKee just posted himself at a polling place again with that Pat Crowley. I mean, the, it, it's just, if you're a parent, you should be concerned. If you're a parent, you should be concerned that a sitting governor is, is parading around with that guy. Folks, this portion of the John DiPietro Show on this election day is brought to you by Propane Plus. called Propane Plus today. Propane Plus in Massachusetts for heating and cooling propane. Call Propane Plus, 401-885-4209 in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. You can always go to their very user-friendly website, propaneplus.com. Type in your zip code, residential, commercial, it's propane plus. All right. Uh, Wall Street Journal, many in the left warn. Oh, okay. Uh, if you're Mayor Fung, they they have, he's got to play it out, though, to eight o'clock. He's got to play it out to eight o'clock, though. Hmm. I want to play, um. Some of the other races to watch. Mayor Fung should feel good, but you can't, folks, and it isn't a shame. Let me just say this at one right now at 133 on this election day. I I take no joy in saying you have to be cautious because they could steal the election. But that's what they do. I'm just trying to, you know, be in reality. All right, let's go. The uh, Arizona, all eyes on Arizona. I think Blake Masters wins, and I think Kerry Lake wins. This is the GMA story about on the day ground day in Arizona. Johnson <laughs> good
8: morning to you. TJ, good morning to you. Yes, two pivotal races with major implications here. First in the Senate, Democrat Mark Kelly, the former astronaut and combat pilot, is fighting to keep his Senate seat. The polls in GMA closer and closer. He's pitching himself as a moderate, able to reach across the aisle. I caught up with him yesterday at a Republicans for Kelly event, and he admitted to me that he did not invite President Joe Biden to come to Arizona to campaign for him. His Republican opponent, Blake Masters, a venture capitalist and political newcomer, part of a wave of GOP candidates who got a boost and endorsement from Donald Trump by making false claims about the 2020 election. Recently, he's been doing candidate for governor. Lake is quickly becoming a national Figure and is already in the conversation for potentially being a running mate for Donald Trump in 2024. She's made election denialism central to her campaign. Lake is taking on Katie Hobbs, the secretary of state here in Arizona, who made a name for herself by defending the 2020 elections result. This race is neck and neck. Now that
1: is a biased report because Katie Hobbs made a name for herself by refusing to debate. That is absolutely a biased report. How many times can one person say election denier? That, that is a joke. The, the most important thing out of the piece I just played for you folks is that Blake Masters, he's jumping on the Kerry Lake wave. She is a force. She's going to be the governor of Arizona, and I think she's going to lift Blake Masters to win that Senate seat. All right, let's go with, uh, now they're trying to warn us that this whole thing could, could take a while. This is the report. Everyone's got to be patient. The end of the night,
9: and that- Here we go. Good morning, T.J. We're at a polling location here in Wisconsin, and you know, it's called Election Day, not Election Results Day, and that's because we won't have all of the results by the end of the night, and that's expected and a sign that things are working the way they are supposed to. Now, here in Wisconsin, the counting of mail and absentee ballots couldn't begin until today and can start before the polls close, but the rules vary from state to state. In some places, that counting already started. Others, counting cannot begin until after polls close now in some states absentee and mail ballots must be received by election day and others they must simply be postmarked by election day now factor in tight races which means there will likely be some recounts triggered and returns for many larger metro areas because of the volume take longer to process so a race that appears to be going in one direction can suddenly sway in another so we will have an idea of where
1: boy why is the media trying to uh, keep preaching to us that it's going to take a wh- why should it take a while? I don't think it should have to take a while. With all the technology, I, I don't believe that. The Rhode Island Secretary of State tweeted at Kathy Gregg: "The protected count's like an odometer—the total number of votes ever cast in that machine since rolled out in 2016. The public count is the trip meter—the total number of votes cast today." Why not call it total since inception or something like that instead of protected? Hmm. School shooting in Seattle, according to police source, one victim. CPR was being performed. Hmm. Um. Hmm. Well, they, the Republicans are going to win. It's just a matter of how much they're going to win. Right. I mean, that's what we're really talking about here. I I, I view it as not the not the the if is by, by how much the mail ballot count, the mail ballot count right now in the second district. I don't know if that's a good sign or a bad sign. This is the Republican challenger in, in Michigan. On with, um, who's she on? Tudor Nixon in, in uh, Michigan was on with Corey DeAngelis on Newsmax. And the COVID lockdowns have an effect on the midterm. I think it's good. Uh, actually, I'm going to pass on that sound. <clears throat> Warwick, one of the three big cities of Rhode Island, still leading the state in turnout, despite, despite ranking third in population behind Providence and Cranston. They have a local, highly contested local school board referendum. I don't think that's what it is. I think it's the magazine of people and the McKee people. I think that's where they're burying a lot of votes. And no, I don't believe that. Well, they also have a big school. Now I don't believe that. Nope. Uh, I think the Fung people better be careful. Because that's where they are. That's where they're burying the votes. I don't believe that. Hmm. The Fung people better pay attention to what's going on in Warwick. Or what's been going on in, in Warwick, I should say. So, I don't like the sound of that. You don't want to have them steal it right yet? I mean, you've come this close. Have to challenge them in Warwick. Have to. Hmm. Boy, I'm so glad, folks. It's a nice day out at the polls. I'm looking at some of the photos that some of the candidates are posting. I, um, there's just so much on the line. You know, someone to watch is that, I, and I mentioned him before, the governor of Virginia, Glenn Youngkin. He was all he's all over Fox. He was all over Fox last night. He's all over Fox. Today, he is gonna run for president in 2024. Let me also um let's see. I want to go back to all right, so somebody won the Powerball. How about that? the the media is doing their best to go after Herschel Walker. I don't I don't think it's going to be successful. I can't believe that report that I played about Arizona. They love using the phrase election denier. I want to go to um hmm. All right, here's a little more sound. This is uh, GMA, Election Day. Okay.
2: Take the House, one seat to take the Senate. The stakes are high, the margins are close, and the outcome is unpredictable. This morning, millions of Americans are heading to the polls for one of the most consequential midterms in decades. In the final hours, candidates from coast to coast making one final pitch and turning to the biggest names in politics to bring it home. Vote! Get out the vote. You must vote Republican in a giant red wave. 36 governor's races and control of Congress. Majority in the Senate could all come down to just a handful of races. In Pennsylvania, it's a virtual tie. The Democrat John Fetterman with an urgent plea. And
8: everyone that's willing to go out and go knock on doors and to get out the votes right now because there is just so much at stake right now in this race right now.
2: Republican candidate and TV doctor Mehmet Oz laser focused on record high inflation and crime. I talked to families who are worried about their kids walking out in the street they're buying video games to them so they don't go outside because they're worried what will happen because of the crime. Nowhere is the race closer than in Georgia. Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock and former football star Herschel Walker in one of the country's most bitter races.
9: Herschel Walker is neither ready nor fit to represent the people of Georgia in the United States. You listen to our president say that, you know, the biggest threat to democracy is voting for a Republican. You no, know, the biggest threat to democracy is to keep him in the White House. That's the biggest threat to a democracy right now.
2: In the first national election since the January 6th insurrection, and the Supreme Court ruling striking down the right to an abortion, Especially President the- Biden the- warning that Republicans oh, want to reshape America, insisting democracy is on the ballot. Today we face an inflection point. We know in our bones that our democracy is at risk, and we know that this is your moment to defend it. Across the country, record numbers of early voting. More than 41 million Americans have already cast their ballot. And with contests this closely closely watched, election officials say counting the ballots will take time. Final results are not expected in many races, as early votes, mail-in ballots, and day of tallies are counted. All right, and that is an important point because final election results will require some patience. We may not get the final tallies by the end of the night, and that is okay. 41 million Americans voted early, and some states like Pennsylvania and Michigan will not start counting those mail-in ballots until this morning. Election officials, they are bracing for a very long night.
1: You know, enough of this stuff with the mail ballots. All right, let me hear another. um, Senate hinges on a couple.
2: A couple of races just how unpredictable tonight is going to be, and that is because control of the Senate will hinge on races that are complete toss-ups. So let's start in Georgia. You just heard from Steve We'll take a look. We are just hours away from polls closing in that state, and you have a dead heat between the Republican Herschel Walker and the Democratic incumbent Senator Raphael Warnock. Over to Pennsylvania, a virtual tie between the Republican Dr. Oz, the Democrat John Fetterman. Fetterman was ahead for much of this race, but in the final stretch and after that critical debate, This race has tightened. And we also have our eye on Nevada as well. Republicans making a clear play for out west. You have a really, another close race here between the Republican Adam Laxalt and the Democratic incumbent Senator Catherine Cortez Masto. There are 35 Senate seats in play for tonight, but our eyes are going to be on those three. You got Pennsylvania, you got Georgia, and all the way out west, you got Nevada, George.
10: It's hard to see how Republicans don't take the House. The question is the margin.
2: It is, George, and remember, they only have to net five seats by the end of the night in order to flip the House. We did some homework, we went back in history, and we saw how former presidents fared in their first midterm election year. So starting in 2010, you could see former President Barack Obama. Democrats lost 63 seats in the House. He called that a shellacking. 2018, former President Donald Trump, his approval rating sitting at 40% back then. He lost 40 seats. The big question tonight, what will this number be for Biden? Will Democrats gain or lose seats in the House, George?
1: I mean, come on. Are we even still debating this. We'll see whether or not it's all about the economy. Surprise. The
6: economy is a major issue for voters. According to the latest ABC News Washington Post poll, 80% of likely voters say it is a top issue. 77% say the same about inflation specifically. And more than 40% of Americans say they are worse off financially than they were two years ago. Chief economics correspondent Rebecca Jarvis is outside the New York Stock Exchange with more on all of this. Good morning, Rebecca. Good morning to you, Amy. And the economy is top of mind. No surprise, especially with that inflation, as you say, near historic highs both here and around the globe. And Americans are now paying about $445 more every month on the same goods and services as they were a year ago. Gas prices now about three eighty dollars a gallon nationwide. That is down from the highs of earlier this summer when they were above $5 a gallon, but it's still about 40 cents more than It was a year ago, and it's hard to miss. You see it at the grocery store. You see it also in areas like interest rates. The Fed has been hiking interest rates now six times in a row in order to tamp down inflation, but that means it's more expensive to take on a new mortgage. It's more expensive to pay down your credit card debt. On the flip side, the jobs market is historically strong. We have 3.7% unemployment. That's near record lows. And at the same time, there are nearly two job openings for every job seeker, but that is much more abstract to voters than those. Of
1: course at- it is. Listen, people know what it costs at the grocery store, period. Try to pretend anything else is, is just ludicrous. <laughs> I, like the woman out in uh, Arizona, Wouldn't even deb- wouldn't even debate. Yeah, because that's a good idea. Wouldn't even debate or challenge her. How embarrassing they were ripping her on Morning Joe. I want to hear this is the Squawk Box, um, whatever his name is, telling Joe Scarborough, I don't care what it says, it feels different. They need to get tougher on crime. Listen to this.
0: And the narrative that I saw former President Clinton and, and others saying, you know, they, they talk crime and they don't want to do anything about it. I just, that, that doesn't ring true. I mean, we in, in New York, the, the cashless, you know, no cash bail, the, right. the, the, the prosecutors, the DAs we have in some of these cities, the, uh, the, the ignoring uh, the broken window crimes where, right. you know, if that's not done, it just seems to seep into... The overall environment, and it it seems different. I come
8: in early in the morning and and
0: look around, and it it, it does seem different. I think it is different, and I I think that that, that resonates with people.
5: By the way, I have somebody who works for me who loves New York. And, 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 and said last night uh, she thought Hochul was going uh, to, to lose because she said walking around New York, I don't care what the data says, it feels different going to the subway, it feels different, it feels yep. different because it is different, you, 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 you look again at like for instance Eric Adams I was personally, I was excited that Eric, Eric Adams got elected mayor because he was going to get tough on crime, he was going to clean up New York, well Look who's gotten in his way. He's got he's got a very progressive DA. Yep. Uh, Hochul, uh, pushed back on him on, on no cash bail. Uh, and it has a real—these things have real impacts. You still can get into debate, and I've got tons of issues with Rudy Giuliani. But you go back to Ju- Giuliani as a mayor, you can look at what he did, focusing on the small crimes, right? Don't ever tell the progressive. Don't talk about the broken windows. It drives them crazy. But guess what? It worked in New York, and I think we can—all of us that were around back then— talk about how New York changed more quickly right. I think than any major city I think hey. the problem right now is Democrats need to get tougher on crime Biden needs to send that message from the top because I still think they
1: what Seth Magazino wants to defund the police now that it's too late they need to get tougher on crime they're the party of defund the police it's not happening. Of course, it's it's dangerous. It is dangerous. It's not going to go away anytime soon. You're not going to change that narrative now. No way. No how. I, I um. I I'm interested to see where the turnout's going to. Come, come here. In meaning, I, I'm not. I, I'm, I'm a little. I'm concerned about the vote total here. I'm concerned about the vote total, and we, and they should be. I hope locally they're on top of it. I don't have a lot of faith in that, but I, I hope that they're going to be on top of what, what's happening locally, because otherwise it's. You're dealing with people. I don't know what to make of these Warwick numbers, and I don't like certain members of the media saying, "Oh no, there's a there's a big that has nothing to do with it." There's a big uh, referendum or whatever, school referendum. That that I don't I don't believe that. I don't think that's I don't think that's what it is. I'm telling you, they have to be careful. A magaziner, McKee in the unions, and mail ballots in Warwick. Right? That's what it comes down to. I, I, that is something a little concerning about, I think. Let's hear some of these. Um, Channel 12 had a piece, The Showdown. There are three other people running, but it's really coming down to McKee against Kalis. And then there is the third guy, Bill Gilbert. But I don't think that's the... I don't think it's... Well, we'll see how much he's going to... Who he's going to take away from. Who he's going to take away from ultimately. Not just... Is fun going to underperform? Or is is the fun campaign, are they, they have run a great campaign. They are right on the money. They're right where they need to be. The question is, is it going to be enough? I want to play, this is a World News Tonight, Rick Klein talking about some of the races to watch.
11: Normally behind the scenes for years tonight, we're going to put you right in front of the camera and straight through election night. First, the three states that you have been saying to watch very closely on election night, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Nevada. Yeah, these are your big three. You've got Georgia,
12: which is now controlled by Democrats. Pennsylvania, now by Republicans, where uh, Dr. Oz and Vetterman are squaring off and out in Nevada. That's probably Republicans' best pickup opportunity. David, whoever wins two out of those three states is almost certainly going to win control of the United States Senate.
11: And in Nevada, that's Catherine Cortez Masto, right. largely believed to be the most endangered or one of the most endangered Democratic senators. That's exactly right. Let's look at the numbers in each one of these states to show our viewers at home just how close each one of these Senate races is.
12: Yeah, starting with Georgia, I mean, this this has gotten tighter somehow after the recent revelations, and as we just heard from Steve, you're running not just against each other, but against 50%. Someone has to top that number, and you've seen Herschel Walker overtake Raphael Warnock, just slightly in the 538-hour Pennsylvania polls. tonight? Pennsylvania, another one. Look, it, does, it cannot get a race any tighter than this. We saw that debate performance a couple weeks ago. It seems like it has tightened it, and that is just absolutely neck and neck.
11: Just a few seconds left for the board. in Nevada tonight?
12: Yeah, Nevada is a place where the Democrat, Catherine Cortez-Masso, has been trailing rather consistently. As you said, David, probably the best opportunity for the Republicans, and it's going to be a late night out there. Yeah, this is going to be the ground game, all about
11: the ground game in Nevada. Oh.
1: Pennsylvania is wild to watch. Sean
11: Fetterman against Dr. Mehmet Oz, President Biden and former President Obama, both traveling there, making the case for Fetterman. Dr. Oz joined by former President Trump in Pennsylvania. There as well, the closing argument they made together. ABC's Eva Pilgrim leading us off tonight in Pittsburgh.
10: It's the most closely watched race in the country, and tonight it's a virtual tie. So tomorrow, turn out the name of the game. Democrat John Fetterman pleading with his party's base in Philadelphia.
8: Everyone that's willing to go out and go knock on doors and to get out the votes right now because there's just so much at stake right now. In a sign
10: of how pivotal this race could be, President Biden and former President Obama both traveling to Pennsylvania to help close the deal. This
5: is a guy who has been fighting for regular folks his whole life. He is who he says he is. You can tell what's in his heart,
10: what's in his gut. President Biden arguing the stroke Fetterman suffered in May has only made him a stronger candidate. Wrong.
5: John's got knocked down. But he gets back up. He's gotten up quickly. John's character, integrity. He's gonna lose. He's gonna be a hell of a good senator. United States Senator for Pennsylvania. He's gonna lose to Oz.
10: Republican candidate Mehmet Oz, laser focused on kitchen table issues. Yep. Inflation, crime. Oz also now positioning himself as a mod able to work with members of both parties how many of you think washington's
0: getting it wrong so i think they're getting it wrong because of radical policies And part of what I want to bring to Washington is balance. Y'all in? Still,
10: in the final days of the campaign, Oz rallying with former President Donald
5: Trump. We want Oz to get some of the juice because he has to win. You know, if he... I'll tell you what, this could be the vote that's going to make the difference between a country and not a country.
11: Yep. And so let's bring in Eva Pilgrim with us live tonight from Pittsburgh. And Eva, as you know, Dr. Oz rallying with former President Trump. But Dr. Oz also trying to make the case that he's going to be a moderate... Republican. In fact, he followed that rally with the former president with a more moderate Senator Susan Collins from Maine. And we all know Senator Collins didn't always see eye to eye with the former president.
10: That's right, David. Just hours after appearing on stage with Trump, we saw Dr. Oz with Susan Collins. Collins saying that Oz will bring balance. He will listen to both sides. And he's really hoping that message sticks in particular with suburban women, a group that he thinks is critical to winning this election. And
1: it is. Without question, it is. Folks, good afternoon on this election day at 156. You're listening. 157, excuse me, 157 on this Tuesday election day. You're listening to the John DiPietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of our show uh, is brought by the Lodge Pub and Eatery. Now, right now, depending on where you are, Uh, If you're near 146, just get off, and then you could uh, just go to 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln, the Lodge Pub and Eatery. There's a delicious lunch waiting for you, whether it be out on the deck or inside uh, in the lounge or in the dining room, the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. So it is election day. We're going to have to also see, I know there was the uh, write-in effort <clears throat> regarding the situation with the uh, election for, for mayor. We're going to have to see how that plays out. I'm, I'm not sure it's going to be enough. I would imagine that Mayor Baldelli-Hunt will be back in office. But something to watch at 158. Now, again, I will be doing Facebook Live later, but you want to, we certainly want to watch these mail ballots. And I think it's interesting. We're right now, I, I mean, this, we've never seen this before that the vote in Cranston and Warwick, the city of Warwick, are higher than the city of Providence. That is unusual. That is something worth watching. That potentially is something to be concerned about, to put it mildly. Uh that normally does not happen. So if that's happening, then you definitely have to watch if it's whether it's the uh the McKee crowd or the Magaziner crowd or a combination. So Ashley Kalis has come on strong. She also, a lot of people don't know this, but Ashley Kalis has a very strong mail ballot operation. I believe she approached this kind of like, hey, when in Rome, if they're going to do it, then we're going to do it. And then it breaks out that way. Listen, I will be doing Facebook later. Make sure, hey, there's no excuse not to vote today. But I think this is going to be a red tidal wave across the country, and hopefully we're going to be part of it. Be back tomorrow at 11 with all the results. Facebook later. It's John DiPietro. Go vote on this election day. Stay tuned for the 2 o'clock news.